podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. This is Season 3, Episode 12. We're going to finish up the second chapter of First John, starting in verse 25. I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. It said, This is the promise which He Himself made to us, eternal life. I want you to listen to that. Eternal life that He promised Himself. If God makes a promise, if the Father makes a promise, let me tell you that that is a promise you can count on. All the promises of God are yes and amen. And he's promised eternal life. Now, as I've said before, this is Aeonos Zoe. This is the age or the period of life. And the only time the Aeonos can be used forever is when it's paired with God's eternal life that he gives. This is eternal life that starts not in the sweet by and by, not in in a world to come, but now. This is abundant life that starts today. The minute that we open up our consciousness and our understanding of the Father and His love, that's when life begins to flood and to consume us and to bring us to a place of peace and joy. See, Jesus didn't come just so that we could have life in heaven. He taught, and the apostles taught, that eternal life starts now. And this is something that we have gotten away from in the church today. We preach Jesus in the future. We preach healing in the future. We preach uh, wholeness in the future, in heaven. But Jesus did everything to bring heaven on earth. So this is in the early church. And here John is just given us this promise. And then the next verse in 26, he says, These things I have written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. What deception is John talking about here? Is this the deception of the evil one to draw us to sin, to draw us away to the temple prostitutes or to the um, craziness of in the in the pagan idolatry of the Romans of the day? Is this what John's addressing? Or could he be addressing that there are those who would draw us away from the promise of eternal life that the Father gave, the eternal life that starts now, that we can have wholeness now. We can have a, a complete and perfect relationship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus done on the cross. In context, if you bring... See, Scripture has to be read in context. We can't just take bits and pieces and make it say what we want it to say. We've got to read this letter as a letter. And John, in this letter, has been telling us about a God that's light, 
about a God that's perfect. He's telling us about how Jesus came as a propitiation for our sins. And we we defined that in in earlier episodes. And then we he's building the stage here. And then he drops this promise in verse 25. He said, He himself has promised us eternal life. And then he goes to say that there's those that would deceive you. And in context, this is what they're trying to draw us away from. False religion would have you to believe that you have to work and to earn your relationship with God. But John is saying, no, you have been made perfect because of Christ. God loves you. He is perfect. He is light. In him there is no lie. There's no turning, and he made you a promise of eternal life. And that eternal life was demonstrated perfectly by Jesus when he was on the earth. We cannot let religion take away our relationship with the Father. So John says, I have written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. So John's warned us. He warned the church. Uh, Verse 27 says, And as for you, the anointing which you received from him remains in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you remain in him. So here, John says that we have no need for anyone to teach us. That includes me. That includes the pastor that stands up Sunday morning. That includes the TV and the radio teachers. All we need is the spirit that lives within us. Now, we do have those that remind us of God's goodness. That's what the gospel's about. All we're supposed to preach is Christ and Him crucified. But it's the job of the Spirit to teach you. No man can teach you. No man can bring you to understanding. No man can bring you to the Father. The Spirit brings you. The Spirit teaches you. And those that claim to be teachers, all they should be doing is repeating what the Spirit has said. That's all John and Paul and Mark and Matthew and even Jesus did. They repeated what the Spirit had to say. And if you open up to the Spirit and allow Him to teach you, allow Him to guide you, you will remain in Him. Now, this is not a place of relationship. This is a place where you are trusting and you are confident in the Father. You no longer fear the angry God that's preached on Sunday morning. You no longer fear the God of wrath and the one that that you're not sure if you're going to be able to make happy. But because the Spirit inside you, you know that that's a lie and that the Father is love and that He's good and that He has nothing 
but good thoughts and plans for you. Verse 28 says, Now little children remain in him, so that when he appears we may have confidence and not draw back from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness also has been born of him. And here we see that we are to have confidence and not shame. There is no such thing as shame for the believer because we have been completely redeemed, completely restored. There is nothing that you can say. There's no prayer you can pray. There's no penance that you could do. There's nothing that in this world that you could do that would make God think any more of you or to think any less of you. You could not make God happier. You cannot make God angry. You are completely redeemed in perfect relationship with the Father. That is the work that Jesus done on the cross, and he finished that work. There is nothing that you can do because it's finished. So we are to have confidence and never shame. Never believe the lie that you are somehow not pleasing to God because you haven't made enough services or you didn't read enough Bible verses. These are lies. Or maybe because you didn't give enough money. These are the tricks that religion pulls. This is the false gospel. These are the liars that John was warning us about. And so verse 29 says that he's righteous and everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Everyone who has awakened to this consciousness that they are righteous because he is righteous, then there's no shame. See, we cannot let religion steal our identity. We can't let it take away what Jesus gave us. I hope this helped you today. And I want you to remember, God is madly in love with you. Until next time.